everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando and we're on episode 325. Yeah, the last episode of 2022. And are we dropping this today? Yeah, so we're recording uh, pretty late. Uh, normally, normally on Wednesdays, uh, we've pre-recorded the episode like a day or so before, uh, sometimes a little bit more than that even so that we're ready to make sure it's up. Uh, we had some stuff come up. As you guys know, I was sick. We had some other things happen. And so uh, we're recording pretty late, but we were we were you know, set on the fact that we were going to produce content even through this holiday season. Uh, so here we are. If you're watching this late on Wednesday night or uh, if you're listening to it, you know, thanks for thanks for being uh, patient as it was coming up. But we, we got it up. I just got to say, watch out for the pesto pizza. Mm. <laughs> so quick, quick story. My son has no allergies. We went out to eat today, ate some pesto pizza. Next thing you know, we're in the ER. He's all good, though. He's all good. Yeah, but Anaphylactic shock, right? No, no, no. He didn't go into anaphylactic shock. But, right. but I mean, it's like it tongue looked, was swollen. It looked, it looked crazy. It looked crazy. So this is why we're dropping the episode late. But as we promised, we're going to be dropping these episodes even during this time. And I, I almost thought like, hey, you know, let's let's move on by. But I, I wanted to share some of this. I wanted to talk about some of this. So what we're doing in this episode is talking about reselling highlights of 2022. So we'll share yeah. some of our highlights, what we learned, you know, looking forward. So do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, one of my my big experiences this year, it's kind of been a, a low year for me as far as sourcing. I haven't, I've had so much going on, uh, but I was lucky enough to see one day that there was a church rummage sale. Now, my experience with church rummage sales are sometimes they're amazing because uh, they're trying to get rid of stuff pretty cheap. But a lot of times you get to them and people have just donated their junk, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was a little bit bigger of like a mega church one. And as I go in there, I went into like three different rooms and didn't really find anything super valuable. I wasn't going to spend a lot of time in clothes. So I was I put that off for last and I went into the toys. Sometimes you can get lucky and find some, you know, unique antique toys. Uh, found something for my son. I'm like, oh, well, if nothing else, I got this. And I walk into a room of the electronics. Now, you know how electronics are, but it looked like a thrift store as far as just like random junk like the random you know kitchen stuff and then like a, i don't know, even want to look sometimes some lights and just random stuff but then i see in the corner there was like I, what drew my attention first were like sound equipment looking things and i used to to run a soundboard back when i was in middle school for a church that i went to so like i recognize that and i walk over and i start looking and i see big cameras like 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 mm. big camcorder cameras, professional quality ones, big Canon ones. And I knew they were Canon because I saw on the lens a red line going around the lens. And if you're not familiar with cameras, you don't do a lot. If if, if you if you find a Canon camera lens and it's got a red uh, like ring around the, the front, mm -hmm. that's Canon L glass. And now they have something else. I think it's called S glass. I could be wrong, but the L glass at the time. And even to this day is, is one of the best quality lenses that you can get. And they wanted, I, I want to say it was $55 each for these. And so there was three of them for $55 each three cameras. And my thought was, I'm going to be able to sell these lenses. Now, unfortunately, these weren't lenses that can go on a DSLR. If these were lenses that can go on a DSLR, I knew I'd be able to sell them for like 800 to a thousand dollars a piece. Wow. But because it was specific to this type of camera, uh, you know, I, I 
knew it wouldn't be quite as much, but I knew I'd for sure make a lot more than $55. So I look up the lenses for sure enough. They're going for several hundred. And I'm like, this is, this is a deal, right? So I picked up all three of them. Um, and man, I tell you what, as I'm like leaving that place, like one, this is, this is one of the lessons I learned. I always bring a, like a bag, uh, like what the are Ikea they, the, the Ikea bag and I put a box in it to make it more rigid. So always have something like that, but it wasn't big enough for all three of these That's cameras. That's a tip right there. I've never even thought about doing that. I've oh, seen yeah. people do that, but I never thought about that. Yeah. Put in a, put a box inside that's about the same dimensions as the Ikea bag and it makes it like rigid. So that way, you know, you're carrying around something a little bit sturdier. You can like move people out of the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, more <laughs> just so that your items don't yeah, like yeah, crush yeah, into yeah. each other yeah, as you're yeah, holding yeah. them. But anyways... I couldn't, they were too heavy and they were too awkward and I didn't want them like smushed up against each other and scratching and, and things like that. And I didn't bring enough money in for this because I had some other things too that I had piled up. So I'm like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to take them here. I'm going to pay what I can. I think I paid like half of it up front and I bought, I, I bought them and I went into my car, got the rest of the money and came back, uh, which I don't know why I didn't have all of my money. Some of it was still in the car from when I went to the bank. But um, there were people surrounding me the whole time I'm buying them and leaving. And they were trying to like hawk them and take them from me. Um, and I, I wasn't like in that room instantly as soon as the place opened. Like it was probably like 15, 20 minutes before I got into that room. Yeah. Nobody else saw them. But once I had like pulled them out from underneath the table and got them. Oh, my goodness. People were going after them. So you've got to guard your stuff. You got to protect it. Even if that means paying for and I've done this at other places, too going and paying for those items right away. Um, and then that way, if you need to, cause I couldn't carry them all to my car at once. I had to make like two trips. Um, that way they can be put behind the, the table and then you can do the rest of your shopping later, but don't try and cause if I had to set them down somewhere, somebody would have probably snagged them. So no, I, I just protect quick, your items. I had Dixon flannels. Remember the haul that I had like 24 of them, all 24 Dixon flannels. Like I, I was just like, I'm buying these now. I'm going to put them in my car because you never know, right? Yeah. You might put it on the reserve table and then someone could still take it. Yeah. Uh, just, that man. worker, the worker, especially their volunteers goes and takes a break and somebody else is like, oh yeah, you know, they're sure these are for sale. So protect your items, do whatever you have to do, get them to your car as soon as you can, and then go finish shopping if you need to. Uh, long story short, I was able to sell all three of them. Two of the cameras worked. I had to buy a separate battery for them because they didn't have batteries. So I had to pay like $25 for a battery, okay. wait for it to come from, you know, Amazon. It was like a, a cheap Chinese knockoff brand one, but it was fine because I could test the cameras and I had to buy a little, um, you know, video thing too. One of the cameras didn't work, uh, but I sold that lens for like a hundred and something. And then okay. the rest of the cameras I sold for, uh, I want to say it was like four fifty for one of them and like five fifty for the other one. Um, and then, wow. you know, it was well over a hundred for the lens. So I, I, you know, just for a simple, easy thing, it wasn't too much. And still, I'm not a huge fan of testing electronics, but every once in a while, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, we've always said this, if like, if there's a certain niche that you know, right, like, you know, cameras, right, it, it doesn't hurt to venture off into that because you have more knowledge than most people. Like I would have looked at those cameras and I probably would have looked them up, but they wouldn't have been my go-to. Like I said, I, I don't even know how far into the room I would have walked into. I mean, I was like hovering over them. As soon as I saw that red, it was that <laughs> yeah. red rim that I was like, Ooh, those are expensive lenses. There you go. Now you guys are probably listening and going, Hey, we've heard somebody's story. And so this is the highlights, right? So we're trying to give you an extended version and, and kind of the lessons we learned because this one I'm sharing here to this day, I, I, I'm still in, in shock about what happened. This happened back in, I want to say it was March or April. And it was 930 in the morning. 
And it was it was an okay morning. I already made a score. I already picked up some items on garage sales. And I go to this estate sale. And there's a ton of people everywhere. Now, my first giveaway is whenever it's not a company running an estate sale, I will spend as much time as I can in that home. The reason being is most of the items, no one's looked at them, right? They're just trying to offload stuff. They're trying to move it. Uh, there has been times where I've gone and, and the family is very, you know, they're very picky about their prices. But generally, they, they're just like, I, we just want to move everything out. We want to sell the house. So I show up and I see this plastic bin, a clear one of just junk toys, just a bunch of junk toys. But in it, I see some Star Wars stuff. I see some Hot Wheels, some vintage Hot Wheels stuff. And I'm like, all right, this, this could be worth this. So I just pick it up. And, and it's interesting because there are five other resellers, right? So this is another thing. If you see a bunch of resellers already in an area, that doesn't mean that they have picked up everything valuable. Can't tell you how many times things get missed. So I picked those up. But then here's where the major money was. There was money in that one, but there was money in There was a bunch of boxes. And I asked the owner, I said, hey, what are these? And she she said, oh, they're just clothes. Uh, we're giving those away for free. I was like, oh, all right. Can't be free. And I can't be free. But, you know, you also got to be careful because how many times have you picked up free stuff? And it's more of a hassle to pick up because it just sits at yeah, your house. It can't and be. then. And then you're like, it's not worth the listing. But I started going through all of it and I found, I don't remember how many it was. It was at least eight vintage Pendleton shirts. And half of those were new with tags. No, no moth bites. Everything was clean. Remember, this is 930 in the morning. So I picked those up and then, you know, I go and I go to pay and, and I said, how much for the clothing? And she's like, I told you it was free. I'm like, all right. And so not only did I pick up some Pendleton, I picked up some vintage Tommy Hilfiger. I picked up some other vintage items. All those Pendletons uh, at the least sold for 50, uh, uh, two or three of them sold for about a hundred a piece. So I'm already, you know, making three or $400 profit on just those shirts. And then there was that junk bin, which I kind of, I, I was regretting picking it up. And so I've just let it sit. I let it sit in a pile. It was there for, I want to say about at least a month. And then, uh, you know, you know, those moments where you're like, uh, let me just look through this and see if there's anything valuable. And then what did I notice? I noticed there was a GI Joe abominable snowman from the seventies that I couldn't identify, but luckily in the discord, somebody recognized it and that one sold for $50 plus ship. Then there was a X wing, a windshield and that's old for 30 plus ship. Then there were a bunch of uh, uh, Star Wars uh, figures. Some sold for 30 bucks. Some were headless and sold for 12. I mean, they all sold. And on top of that, there was a mini bag that I picked up on the way out. It was just like a sandwich bag full of just like pieces of He-Man toys. And I've shared this before. I sold a, a pair of Skeletor's uh, loincloths for uh for 20 bucks plus shipping. Actually, today I just had a sale. I saw the a He-Man gun. Uh it was only six bucks plus shipping, but He-Man used guns? I yeah, it's like a sword guy. No, it's like a red little red gun. Oh, okay. So obviously it was right because the collector bought it. So I know it's not out. But overall, that haul in itself, easy thousand dollars when everything was done. And so again, 
d- don't get discouraged. You might have had those moments where you show up early and you don't find anything. You're going and you're going, you're going. And then there's that estate sale. And it's, you know, 10 in the morning. I've even had scores at 11 in the morning. And you just never know. You never know. I, I honestly believe with the boxes of clothes outside, I think most people, since it was free and it was in boxes, they just thought it was junk. They didn't, they didn't, they're like, ah, I'm not going to go through this. And so ended up being a huge score. So the, the yeah. lesson was just keep going. Going, that's good. All right. Uh, my next one uh, came from, like I said, I didn't go to a lot. I didn't do as much garage sales and thrift stores as I would have liked this year. I'm hoping to do a little bit more 2023, uh, especially the last half of 2023. Uh, but the one of the days that I went to, um, there was like a, it wouldn't be like a church rummage sale. It was like a woman's club thing. And I, I scored super big on it. And that same trip out, I found um, a, a guy who was like a random garage. So like, you know, the, the, one of the morals of the story is sometimes when it's not on your route, that's when you want to stop. So like, cause I had a route and I stopped and I scored really big at one and I was going to another one that looked really good. But you see that random garage sale along the way. I'm like, ah, you know, I mean, it's just there's an arrow pointing. I bet it's real close. So I just drove down the street, found it and I didn't see anything that seemed profitable. But then I went in, uh, like I pulled up and I'm looking around and I find a um, like an outdoor like power timer switch thing that has got to be like hardwired into the house mm. that you would use for, I'm I'm assuming lighting or sprinklers or things like that. Some kind of outdoor power supply system. And I asked the guy how much and he's like, I don't know. What do you think? And I was like, oh, $2. And he's like, sure. Why not? Um, well, I had known that this type of stuff is very valuable uh, primarily because, you know, over the whole 2020 incident, uh, Home Depot did really, really well, but they were running out a lot of things. And so I actually have a friend who is pretty high up in Home Depot. So we we're talking about things that were valuable and things they couldn't keep on the shelf. And as soon as things comes in, come in, they're gone. And certain things, especially when it comes to stuff like that, people want uh, the specific model that they had before because it's already the wiring is set up for it. Everything is good to go. And I looked this one up and they're going for over $150 wow. um, used and without certain parts. Mine was technically i think it's new but open because it still had like all of the the inserts and stuff mm-hmm. inside uh so i had no way of testing it and and that's when you you almost have to take a little bit of a gamble because this looks new uh but i have really no way of testing it so worst thing happens is you list it and then if somebody says it doesn't work then you do the, the return but that's the a beauty of having a lot of sales right and offering returns that's right and so I ended up selling it for, I wanted to say it was like $185 or something like that. So for $2 to $185 for something that was in a box that that most people would just pass right by. I mean, it was like, I think it's like a yellow looking, almost like a, you know, those power boxes that go on the outside of houses yeah. like that yeah. are on like the walls, just something that looks like that, kind of like an off yellow looking. And all I did was open it up, see that there was some packaging and the model number was in there. So I looked it up and yeah, before I even asked the guy how much, which, you know, he gave me a good, good price. I didn't even negotiate. Uh, but I saw that they were going for over $150. And so it was an easy, sure. Two bucks. And that's one of the reasons two why you bucks. don't give the first number on something is because if you see something super valuable and you know, when, when I first started, I would have said, you know, go, oh, would you take 60 for this? You know, because you know, it's, I'm going to sell it for 150. But when you ask them, he was probably just going to take it and throw it away after, you know, if, if it didn't sell and it was just in a box of random junk. So, hey, how much? And he and told I'm me too, sh- and I was happy with it. And I'm pretty sure he knew the value of it. I mean, he, he probably paid quite a bit for it, but it's one of those things where it's, he probably bought it and it was the wrong one. He forgot to take it back. And 
you know, it ends up in a box and who knows? I mean, some people it's that kind of stuff isn't a big deal to them buying things like that. And so they're not hurting for the money and he was happy to just be rid of it. The only reason I bring that up, I I've seen some people argue about negotiating and saying, well, if it's somebody that knows the value of what they have, you know, asking them to produce the first price is a bad idea. Mm. And I would say that's completely wrong in the sense that you, 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 what it allows you to do is get a feel for what they're looking for. Right. If the guy had said $60, then you're like, all right, I know this is something I don't want to deal with, but I can't tell you how many times people know. And they'll even tell you like at the end, they're like, I know I gave you a good deal on that. And you just smile and go, I know I appreciate it. And you move on. Right. So yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That was a good one. Yeah, Did you good. talk about that before? I don't think so. I don't know. That was I, I, I've sold other things like that. A lot of times, even just the boxes that like hold uh, the, they're like metal, like you open them up and they, they have holes in the back. Those can do really, really well because again, people have certain sizes they need that they're, they're certain specs for their house. And so they'll buy those no problem used. And if, if you've got, I mean, the right size one, the right model, um, sometimes they have a few wires coming in. They're already pre-wired for certain things. Yeah. The, the, I, I typically, whenever I find those, I'm able to pick them up relatively inexpensive and they, they sell for, for quite a bit. Normally I don't sell them this high. Like if it's just like a box, they, they tend to go for like 50 to 60 bucks, depending on what it is. But mm-hmm. for one to go for a hundred, I think 188 or something like that Can't is what it, that. yeah, is a nice. seal. Hey, real quick, you had heard us mention about the Discord. And if you haven't had a chance yet, mo- everyone in our Discord, I said most, everyone in our Discord, uh, there was a most, and then eventually you eliminated with the people that hacked their way into our Discord. But uh, everyone that's on our Discord is a Patreon member. The Discord is a benefit of supporting us. And so, for example, you know, things take time. Making these episodes, especially right now, takes time away uh, during this holiday season from our families. But we really want to produce this content. And every single time someone signs up for that Patreon uh, membership, it helps us out. And it's only $5.55 a month for the bottom tier. And, you know, it does it does great things for us. It allows us to get equipment. If equipment breaks, it allows us to spend time away uh, from our businesses to continue to create content for free for everyone. And so we appreciate all of you. And then when you sign up for that Patreon, you do get that discord link. And so if you haven't yet, go to patreon.com slash podcast or go to the link below, sign up for Patreon and help us out there and uh, really appreciate all your support. Yeah. All right. So this one, this is still a crazy crazy one i i I will i i don't know if i'll ever be able to top this one because it just shouldn't have happened so a few months back i think this was in the summer i'm just i'm going through you know uh local marketplaces and somebody has two nintendo consoles the nes the old the original version and it said free just trying to get rid of these and I thought it was just a scam, you know, because everything's scammy now in the local marketplaces. So I messaged them. I was like, hey, I'm interested in these consoles. Nobody has contacted you. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. 30 minutes later, I get this older gentleman and, you know, he calls me and he's like, you're first on the list. You're the first to contact. I'm like, wait, what? Because, I, you know, you can look like on certain marketplaces, they'll tell you how long it's been posted, how many hours. It was like three hours. And maybe people thought it was a scam. Maybe people didn't notice because I know people have alerts. So he calls me and I've shared this before. You have to drop whatever you're doing. Like when it's a deal that good, 
you better bet there's a ton of people that are going to try to maybe even if show up early if they could or or going to try to somehow you know negotiate a way they'll tell the person hey i know you're it's for free but i'll give you a hundred dollars or whatever it is like people will try <coughs> so i told them hey i'm 30 minutes away i'm getting to my car so i i told my son that we're leaving we went and uh we drove out and it was it was a very nice part of la jolla and so, you know, I, I, I totally once once I drove into that neighborhood, I'm like, this guy's just he's just trying to get rid of stuff like this isn't a scam. <coughs> so I show up and he pulls out this box, this Chiquita banana box, and it says Nintendo or something. <coughs> and I'm, I'm like, wait a second, this is a box. And he opens up that box and in the box there are, <coughs> I want to say three to four Nintendo consoles. There's six NES controllers. There's two guns. There's about ten to fifteen. Yeah, right there, man. Swallowed. Swallowed some water wrong. <laughs> did, 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 did you just step out for a moment? I'm good. We're we're pretty cough free on our podcast. If you hear some coughing in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, we're just making up for the for the years of no coughs. That's right. And uh these twelve ten or twelve games that whatever NES games are in there, untouched, all clean, and two of them have their cases and manuals. One was a Kid Icarus and the other was a Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 3. And I, I'm just in shock. I'm like, so th- you're, this is all free. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just want to offload those. And then this is a question you should always ask. I said, hey, do you have any other stuff? And he goes, you know, I was going to go over uh, to the, I'm going to say the store shall not be named. I was going to go over to Goodwill and drop off a couple more items. And I'm like, oh, let me just take a look. He's like, oh, you don't even want to know what I dropped off yesterday. Oof. And, you know, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. But he pulls out a Lego Technics vintage from, I think it was like late 90s or maybe early 2000s sealed Lego item. All right. And that was in. And I looked it up and it was worth 140 bucks. He pulls out an old vintage doll, which I, I didn't know how much it was worth. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. He gives me he had some kind of high-end Acura car and he gave me the steering wheel that they replaced. It was like in a box and everything Jeez. already packaged. Like all I had to do was slap a label and it sold. And then he, you know, he shares with me his time in the military. He also brings out this, uh, old, how can I not remember? Thomas Edison. I know almost, I had to ask you who invented the light bulb, uh, old Thomas Edison phonograph. And I said, you're giving this away too. He's like, no, 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 this one I'm keeping. I'm like, all right, all right. And I, I, I went, I also, I have books. I still haven't enlisted. I have some vintage books. I just remembered. And I go home and I'm like, this is crazy. Like I would have at a garage sale. I would have easily paid at the bottom, maybe $200 for all this stuff, maybe more. So right away, all the video games made five to $600. The consoles made about. 80 to hundred cause they weren't working. I mean, I tried, but they, I got the red light of death. The Italian doll sold. I have it. <laughs> I had to write these down. The Italian doll. sold. what, what do I got here? I got it on here. Oh, for $150, the Acura steering wheel sold for $180. Okay. Then I had the controllers and I've, I've held on to the games with the manuals and the boxes just because I don't know. I just have a hard time parting with those. Turning into a hoarder. They're probably worth like $300 a piece, but it was just crazy. So here's the thing. There's a lot of scams out there, but never hurts to just reach out. If it sounds too good to be true, most of the time it is, 
But it's that one time that you're going to go, I'm glad I contacted. That's right. So, all right. Well, what do you got? All right. So I'll keep this one kind of short just because uh, we talked about it. I talked about it a little bit last episode, uh, but I guess there's kind of two of them that I can kind of throw in here. There's plenty more, but so sharing with my neighbors some people who lived in the neighborhood I lived in uh, that I was a reseller, people just knowing, mm-hmm. uh, and then them saying, Hey, do you want this? And a lot of times I've had people, coworkers, things like that offer to give me things or sell me things. And most of the time it's, it's junk. Occasionally it's something that's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I've had people drop stuff off at my door. Hey, I was going to take this stuff to Goodwill. I'm going to put it in your, at your house. And if you want it, you can have it. If not, take it to Goodwill. So sometimes I'm like the middleman for people for goodwill, which can pay off. But the fact that I had some neighbors who gave me some uh, horse fencing. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to I'm going to make a killing on this. this, Now, it's really cool because just telling them that I was a reseller uh, and then another one, you know, recently I had another person reach out to me uh, that I told I was a reseller based off of a deal I made with them with some board games. And again, just kind of like that guy where it's like more and more comes like every so often I get an offer up message like, hey, I got some more stuff. And I love like, it when that happens. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, just telling people you're a reseller, a lot of times it pays off. Uh, so I got these horse uh, pins for free. There's like 15 of them. And what's really cool is one of our listeners who's on our Discord uh, heard the story. They watched the last episode. And so they messaged me on the Discord. And they're like, hey, just so you know, um, and I think this was Janice. She goes, just so you know, um, I'm huge into horses, love the podcast. Uh, when you list it, make sure to use these keywords. And then she told me like use round pin and some other stuff. Hmm. And so just having that like That's community. So again, knowing that you've got telling people you're a reseller and then having a community of resellers, like mm-hmm. both of those things are going to make this sell so much more. And, you know, she said these things sell really fast. Uh, people picked up the used ones. So just getting that encouragement too, like not only just like here's a good keyword to use, but also just so you know, this is going to sell really fast. So just getting that encouragement, having that community of people who are resellers and then having a community of people who aren't resellers, but that know you are, it's going to pay off. And over your years of reselling, if you've been afraid of telling people you're a reseller, I'm telling you, don't be afraid. Let people know you're a reseller, even if you're negotiating. Um, Sometimes it's, there's been a handful of times where I've not disclosed that information, uh, but most of the time, very rare, most of the time it's, it's not a big deal. Sometimes it doesn't come up just cause it's not worth it. Like, yeah. I'm just doing a negotiation. So I'm not gonna be like, Oh, by the way, I'm a reseller. Uh, but, but yeah. the times where it's like, Oh, I can make a connection here. It's, it's probably only hurt me like one time. So okay. not a big deal, but yeah. So let people know, let your friends and family know, let your neighbors know. And next thing you know, you'll have people dropping stuff off at your porch saying, I was going to take this to Goodwill. You can take a look at it. And you sometimes score. I mean, it just reminds me of, and you haven't done this in a while, but there was a time that you even had an ad on Craigslist mm-hmm. and you had tons of people inquiring. Right. And so that's, I mean, I see it all the time and I also look at them cause I'm like, that's my competition. But, but again, communicating, you, you would think people would go like, Oh, I'm going to charge them more. I've never had that happen to me. I've had people kind of say, no, I, I'd rather, you know, I've had, I had one person say, I'd rather donate this to somebody that needs it. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Understood. You know, my, my family doesn't need profits, but yeah. You know, but, but I, it doesn't hurt. I mean, it is it is ninety nine point nine 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 percent valuable for you to share that you're a reseller. All right. So th- this last one here, this was I have it's one of those things you don't know how to pay someone back. And this is one of those because I did not know how big this was going to be. So. You know, I'm, I'm part of this community uh, and I teach homeschool and one of the families reached out and said, hey, you know, we have relative 
They're trying to offload a lot of inventory. I know you sell on eBay uh, and I give them your name. Is that okay? I'm like, sure. That's fine. Again, share out the reseller. I And I never even tried to. It, it's not like I go in and go, hey, everyone, I'm here as a podcast. I'm here to resell. No, I, I don't. I don't share it. And usually it's somebody comes across our YouTube or somehow they find out about it. So they messaged, you know, this relative and they contacted me and it took a long time. It was like in January, I think we spoke and they're like, Hey, we have this. And, uh, their, their brother, I believe was also a reseller. And so I was kind of hesitating cause I'm like, all right, I, I don't know if they're going to give me a good deal, but that's okay. You know, I'm willing to check it out. And they just got really busy and I didn't hear from them for five or six months. Then out of the blue, I get this text like, hey, we're finally ready to offload some of this inventory. Uh, let's set up a day. So I show up. I drive a couple hours up to LA and it's a house full of stuff. Now, the, the difficulty with a house full of stuff is, you know, how much time do you want to spend looking through stuff? But the very first thing I saw was a box and the box said, how wheels. And I was like, that looks kind of like an older box. And I look and the very first car I pulled out was a vintage Hot Wheels Redline. And right away I knew <laughs> this is going to be good. I don't know how good. So the crazy part is they just said, Hey, go throughout the house and pick out, you know, whatever you want to pick up. And I said, and I asked them before, I said, what do you want to do? Are you looking to sell this stuff? Are you looking for consignment? And initially they said consignment, but I was very, I was very uh, upfront with them. And I said, listen, I, I don't really do consignment. It's just, it's, it's not my thing. Uh, it, it's hard putting in the work and then storing the stuff and then not knowing if it'll sell. I said, I'd rather just buy it all. And they're like, all right, that's fine. Just go, go and pick up stuff. So I picked up, uh, you know, what I thought was valuable. And then they said, how about you take this? How about you take this? And how about, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I can pay you guys for all this. And they said, no, don't worry about it. Just, just we'll make a deal. And sure enough, you know, they, it's this huge, it's, it's my whole, you know, Honda pilot full of stuff. And I said, okay, so how much for everything? And they said, uh, well, what are you thinking? I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of uncomfortable. Like you guys know me. You're not just a random stranger. Like, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, be awkward about things. And he said, treat us like you don't know us. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. So I gave him a number not knowing exactly everything. Cause I, I, this was, you know, I had sold some red lines before from a huge haul a few months before, but I really didn't know how much there was in there. And I didn't know about all the stuff. So I said, how about $200? And he looks at me, and goes, how about 150? And I was like, uh, uh, yeah, okay, let's do 150. I can't negotiate, uh, you know, <laughs> that. and sure enough, he's, he just said, he's like, Hey, listen, we just want to help you out. We appreciate you coming up. This is fine. And they helped me pack up the car. It's crazy stuff that sold. So, I had here's some of the items that sold uh, the red lines, probably 1K, easy 1K, easy. That's that's super conservative. I sold some a Mad Magazine like it was a Arthur Newman like a scale model thing, and that sold for 300 bucks. I sold some Matt Mason figures, vintage toys, another 300 bucks. I sold some Matchbox Lesney cars, about 500 bucks. I sold some vintage mid-century uh, Sunbeam kind of like attachments to a kitchen. 
and those sold for another five to six hundred bucks. Sold another Pendleton for a hundred bucks. Sold, I, I don't even know. I mean, it's it's easily multiple K uh, that I made from that investment. That was the first trip. I made two trips, and then the other trip, there were more things that I picked up, and I still have stuff of theirs that I picked up that they were just like, just take it, just take it, just take it. And, uh, you know, the only downside is when you take a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff that you pick up that you, I, you don't want to list or be it's not that valuable or not your niche. And so that's why I haven't listed some of those items, but I am so eternally grateful, uh, to that family. Again, like Mike said earlier, it never hurts to share that you're a reseller. And again, if people are wanting to help you out, like there is that guilt, but you just got to let that, you know, people have that unmerited favor towards you and they just want to help you out because they care about you and you just got to let people love on you. And, uh, it was, it was great. It was the middle of the summer. It's what I needed. Uh, cause you know, things were interesting in the beginning of summer. And so it was good. So I'm sure many of you have stories. If you want to take the time and type a quick snippet in the comments, let us know about, you know, what were yeah. some highlights of the highlight of 2022 for you and, and, and also what you learned. Love to hear that. And, uh, appreciate every single one of you tuning in during this holiday season. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Late. Peace.